hope that you and your family had a wonderful Christmas time together and that you're even taking part in, in the 12 days of Christmas and not let Christmas just be a day, but a celebration of a season that you uh, just celebrate King Jesus, that you will continue to worship him fully. I wanna take a minute and just talk to you about uh, the trust the Lord and do good offering. We presented that to you last week in the broad terms and each week for the next five weeks, we're gonna take a look at each one of those sections. I just wanna to talk to you today about the heart. Remember that we're giving, have a goal of $25,000 that's going to go to reach hearts, homes, a community, the valley, the ends of the earth. And then there's gonna be a portion that we have just said is for God. God, how would you have us love and share Jesus? We just don't know what God's gonna do and we wanna be ready. So the gifts are gonna come in and they're gonna be equally divided in each of those five areas. And I just wanna to talk to you today about your heart. It's so important that we guard our hearts, that we prepare our hearts to walk with God. The scriptures say, the heart above all else, guard your heart above all else for from it flows everything you do in life. And it's important to us that your hearts are right. And we look at how Jesus grew all of his life in wisdom and stature and favor with God and favor with men. And we wanna nurture your heart to grow in those same areas. For example, over the last several years, we've given away books. Like last year, we gave away this book, uh, Until Unity, and it has proved to be invaluable in many of our hearts as it asks the question when it looks at spiritual things and just says, hey, are you the problem? And it just confronts and just does some work in our hearts and God's use them. So uh, God may lead us to a book that we wanna be able to give that to you this year. Also for your hearts, we wanna encourage you to journal along. We wanna give everybody that wants one a journal that looks just like this. It's got 60 pages in it, and it'll have a place for you to take notes for every weekend teaching where you can begin to ask, okay, God, how do I wanna apply what I heard in the weekend teaching and what I heard in my house church to my individual life so it can start in my home because if it doesn't start in my heart it's not going to get to my home and it's not going to get to your neighborhood it won't get to your community and so we just want to nurture your heart one of the other things we want to do to nurture hearts is not just your hearts we want to nurture the hearts of our pastors one of the things that happened over the last year was we got the joy towards the end of the year of, of licensing three men to the gospel ministry who have a call of God on their life and it's not just those men it's, it's Pastor Rolders, it's Pastor Mullendorn it's those people that have a call of God on their life to serve the, the church as God has gifted them. And so we want to nurture their hearts. And so part of this that goes to the heart is going to go to their uh, continuing education. I had the joy of, of getting a, a doctoral degree, but the church didn't have to pay for that. I had other resources that paid for that. But we want to encourage our pastors who might not have those same kind of resources to get training and education. And so a part of this that goes to nurture your heart is also going to go to nurture their hearts. God's word tells those of us that are, that are actively involved in ministry, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So some of the money is going to go for conferences, it's going to go for education, it's going to go to help them uh, lead you with integrity of heart and skillfulness of hand, just like the scriptures say David led his uh, group of people, the, the nation of Israel. And so would you prayerfully consider, God, how would you have me and my family give to the trust of the Lord and do good offering, trusting God and doing good? That's our verse for the decade.
Welcome to Miami Valley Church. My name is Pastor Jed, and I am so thankful that you have invited us into the church that's meeting in your home. I hope that you had a great Christmas celebrating with friends and family around a meal together at the table. And now we shift our focus toward the end of this year, 2021, coming to a close. 725 days into this decade, and I want to ask you, how are you doing? Are you where you thought you would be at this time? How are you doing physically? Are you in shape? What about spiritually? How is your time with God? And I want you to be honest, what spiritual movement have you made in these two years, almost two years into this decade? Remember when we started this decade together, our pastor reminded us that we tend to overestimate what we can get done in a year and we tend to underestimate what we can do in a decade. Friends, God laid this verse, Psalm 37.3, on our pastor's heart before we entered this decade. And it is as simple as this, six words, and it is what we have gone by every one of these 725 days. And it's this, trust the Lord and do good. That simple, six words, trust the Lord and do good. Friends, he was preparing us. 2,928 days left into this decade. You might be wondering, why is that important? Why do I need to know that? Why do I need to know that there are 2,928 days left in this decade? Friends, and it reminds me of Psalm 90, verse 12. It says, teach us to number our days, Lord, so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days. Moses is praying to God and he says, allow us to gain wisdom, to be more intentional with each and every day as we see how short life is. Before we started this decade, that is the verse that God put on our pastor's heart. Trust the Lord and do good. Psalm 37.3, and that is what we have tried to live by each and every day of this decade, 725 days in. Trust the Lord and do good. Family, we had no idea what was just around the corner, but do you see how the Lord was already preparing us? A few months earlier into 2019, we hosted an event called Work as Worship, and one of the speakers uh, started talking about buildings. He started talking about how much time, energy, and focus we put into church buildings. And friends, we walked away from that event clearly hearing God telling us that we were to leave the building at Fifth and Park where we had been meeting for years. The building was paid off, and it was crazy to think about us leaving that building. We were very comfortable there. That's where we met every single week, but we clearly heard God say, you are to leave that building at Fifth and Park and Family. This was a crisis of faith. A crisis of faith is nothing new to God's people. All throughout scripture, we see God calling his people to take steps of faith, to trust him even when it looks crazy. Spoiler alert, if you are new to the Bible, all throughout scripture, God calls his people to take crazy steps of faith when it doesn't make sense, when you don't see the next step, when you don't see what the final outcome will be, he calls us to trust him and majority of the time, it looks crazy, but he calls us to come with him. As we've been going through this series called Through It All, we have seen uh, the story of Abraham and in Genesis where God tells him to leave where he is, to leave everything that is familiar and to follow him. He doesn't even give him uh, where he is going to go specifically. He just says, come and I will show you the land. 
The Lord says, I know you're comfortable here and you might even feel like you're at home, but I'm calling you to leave. He says, leave your family, leave your relatives, leave everything behind that feels familiar and let it go. Follow me. God doesn't even tell him where. He doesn't give him the specifics. He doesn't even give him the next steps. He just says, come and I will show you the land that I am taking you to. And Abraham is faced with a crisis of faith. And at this moment, Abraham has three choices. Abraham can trust God with something. He can trust God with everything. And he can trust God with nothing. And our pastor reminded us that most of the time, uh, we don't think that we can uh, trust God with everything. And so we end up trusting God with nothing. And friends, that is a mistake. God calls us to trust him. He calls us to step out in faith. And he says, will you trust me? And we found ourselves in the same position. He invited us to trust us, to trust him with something. And I want you to see here, as the Bible says, and Abraham believed in the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Abraham said, I know that this looks crazy. You are calling me to leave my family, my relatives, everything that I know. He says, I will trust you. And he takes a step of faith. And here, friends, we found ourselves in this same position and we had to be honest. Do we believe the Lord spoke to us and are we going to trust him? We were faced with that same scenario. Are we going to say that we are going to trust him and, and truly be obedient to take a step of faith? Or are we going to step backwards into what is comfortable, in uh, to what we already know, into what we have already been doing? And friends, this is where we were. And then boom, March 2020 hits. We all know what happens. And we clearly see it as God saying to us, hey, look, I told you months ago what I was going to do. Are you going to be serious about following me? And friends, we have not met in that building since. We clearly saw that not as an interruption, but as a disruption to what we were doing, that God got our attention and he said, look, I've already been preparing you. Remember the verse that I have given you, trust me and do good, trust the Lord and do good. Are you going to be serious about following me? And over and over and over and over again throughout scripture, we see that God calls his people to step out in faith and trust him. And so, friends, we left the building at Fifth and Park, and we haven't met there in two years. And we have been asked the question numerous times, why can't we just go back? Why can't we just go back to, to that building? Why can't we just go back to what we were doing and family for us? I want you to see that it would just be disobedient. If we were to take a step back, friends, it would be just that. We would be taking a step back in trusting the Lord. He has called us to trust him, to step out, to, to leave everything that is familiar, to leave everything uh, behind. Remember what he said to Abraham, leave your family, leave your relatives, leave everything that is familiar and come with me to the land that I will show you. Friends, are we going to be obedient? And we feel that stepping back into that building would be disobedient. As he has taken us away from that building, friends, 
I'm here to tell you that it has not been easy, that it would be so easy to just go back to what we were doing. It would be so easy to just go back, but friends, it would be disobedient to what he has called us to do. God wants to refocus our gaze on him. He wants us to set our sights on him. He wants us to refocus around his word. In order to trust him, we need to know his voice. We know that one of the ways that God speaks to us is through his word. And so we want to encourage you to get into his word, to know his voice. That way, when he speaks, we will be able to clearly define his voice from any other voice that enters our ears. One of the things that we are encouraging to you to do is to take in the entire Bible from now until Easter 2022, 112 days to let God's word into you as quickly as possible. One of the easiest ways to do this is to go to YouVersion app, the Bible app. You can download it on uh, your mobile device and play it each and every day. You can set the speed, you can set uh, how quickly it, it is, is read to you and just take it in 112 days, take in God's word as quickly quickly as possible. We also want to encourage you to read God's word, to study it. And we are encouraging you uh, to go through a unified reading plan that we are putting out for our community of faith. You can find it on our website. Uh, we want to encourage you to get into God's word daily, truly meditate on it, not just take it in like, like we told you about, but also to study it, to meditate on it, to write down, is there a passage of scripture that you are wrestling with? Write it down. We are encouraging you to, to start journaling the ways that God's speaking is to, to you. And so we wanna give you a free journal to go through God's word. You can reach out to us at startatmiamivalley.org and we will get you that free journal that way each and every day as you get into God's word, you can write it down. Is there a passage that speaks directly to the situation that you are going through, that you are walking through, and it just speaks life into that situation? Friends, write it down. This is how God is speaking to you. And by the end of next year, at this time, you will be able to look back through that journal and say, this is exactly how God spoke to me through that situation. This is how God spoke to me. Can you believe that? Our God speaks to us. Our God hears us and he speaks to us. The creator of everything speaks to us. Friends, this is how we want to encourage you. He is wanting to refocus us around worship. One of the most important things we have learned as a community of faith over this year is that there is nothing more important that we can do each and every day than to praise Him. Our lack of praise may be the biggest cause of our division. When we focus on praising Him for who He is, everything else gets smaller. And third, He wants us to refocus around community. What is community? He is showing us the importance of relationships, reminding us to love Him and to love others. Jesus was asked on one occasion, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment of all? And Jesus responded to them and said, Easy, it is to love the Lord God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And there is a second one just like it and just as important. And that is to love your neighbors as you love yourself. How are you doing at loving God and loving people? How can you be more intentional in your relationship with God? Are you? Do you need to spend more time with Him? How about with people? Are you opening up your home to share a meal together? Friends, we've been encouraging you to get around a small group of people to, to, to take in the teaching each and every week, take in God's word and to, to wrestle with it together, to meditate on it together, to praise him together in your home. Share a meal together, open up the table to others, invite them in. 
pray about who it is that God God wants you to, to get close to and truly be in relationship with them. He's wanting to refocus us around community. Friends, we believe that in this part of our journey together, we are seeing this as a wilderness period, that God is leading us and that he is our guide. Check out Psalm 32, eight through nine. It says, I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing you and guiding you along the path of your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn. When I take you where you have not been before, don't make me tug and pull you along. Just come with me. And this is what God is speaking to us. Just come with me. Just just trust me. Get away with me and come and see where I want to take you. Friends, are we going to be obedient? When he says, trust me and do good, it is not easy, especially when he calls us to leave what is familiar, when he calls us out of of our comfort and he says, come and trust me, will you take a step of faith on this journey? But pastor, how can we be a church without a building? This is one of the questions that we have been hearing. Family, it's just easy. We are going to trust the Lord and do good. And it makes us uncomfortable when he tells us to leave things that makes us feel safe. How are we going to do this if we can't meet? We're going to trust the Lord and do good. And we really don't like it when he doesn't share with us the, the, the place that he has taken us to. When he doesn't, he doesn't show us that location. He just says, follow me and I will show you. Pastor, I know we are to leave fifth and part, but what's next? but we are going to trust the Lord and do good. This is what he has called us to do. Six words, trust the Lord and do good. And then the hardest part, when he doesn't give us a clear picture of what's next, what's the next step that we need to take? How are we to to plan? How are we we to, to do this next thing? What's the next step? And we have to be patient. We don't like being patient. We don't like waiting. We don't like not knowing what's next. Pastor, what's the game plan? What are we supposed to do in the meantime while we wait? Family, we are to trust the Lord and do good. And we have a choice. Are we going to trust the Lord with something? Are we going to trust him with everything? Or are we going to trust him with nothing? And just as our pastor told us, majority of the time, we we don't feel like we can trust the Lord with everything. And so we end up trusting him with nothing. And that is a mistake. We want to be obedient as he has called us to trust him and do good. Will we, as a community of faith, take that step? 725 days in to this decade, what spiritual step do you need to take? Where are you at spiritually? How is your time with God? Are you starting off each and every day praising Him? How are you doing loving people? Who is it that, that, that God has put on your heart that you just need to get around, that you need to pour into, that you need to encourage, that you need to share Jesus with? Who is it? Is it a family member? Is it a coworker? Is it someone in your neighborhood? Who is it? How are you doing? 700 and 25 days and 2,928 days left in this decade. Friends, there's still time. Are you going to trust the Lord 
and do good. Friends, are we gonna trust him? And are we gonna take a step of faith or are we going to be disobedient? And what would happen if we were to be disobedient is we would live the rest of our lives wondering what if? What if we would have said yes? What if we would have stepped out in faith and trusted him? Where would he have taken us? And most importantly, the one who is leading us. Do you see that the, the in location is not the thing that we are to focus on? But we are to focus on the very one who is leading us. He is the one who we are to praise. And as he has transitioned us out of a building, we had to rely on him more and more to show us what was next. Instead of thinking that we had it all figured out or we had the, 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 the best game plan in mind, we had to rely on him. And so instead of, instead of thinking that we had it all figured out or what the most attractive thing or best thing would be, the next best thing, we started praying together, God, how would you have us love and share Jesus right here where you have placed us and guess what happened? Friends, he heard us and he answered us. As we cried out to him, as we prayed to him, he has answered us. That's right, when we cry out to the Lord, he hears us, the creator of everything, the one who formed the mountains, the one who, who told the ocean, only this far, he hears our cry and he speaks to us. Psalm 22 is a fascinating song of David. And we read in the very first verse, it says, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? And those who are familiar with the Bible, this, this probably sticks out to you as this is the very cry that Jesus cries out from the cross. He says, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? God not only heard David's cry, but we see here that he uses it that his one and only son uses the very words that David cried out to cry out from the cross. He, he groans for us. He says, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? He hears our cry. The creator of everything hears our cry and he answers us. He uses the very cry that David, that David spoke through his one and only son as he cries out from the cross, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? I want you to do this in your time this week with the Lord. Would you read Psalm 22 in your study time and see how this Psalm flows? It starts off as a cry for help, but then it quickly takes a 180 degree turn. Verse three, it says, yet you are holy. Yet you are holy no matter what. We must praise him for who he is and all that he has done. Psalm 77 says this, Once again, I will go over what God has done. Lay out on the table the ancient wonders. I'll ponder all the things that you have accomplished and give a long loving look at your acts. I will focus on you for who you are and all that you have done, family. This is where we need to get to as quickly as possible. We have to shift our focus off of everything that we see with our earthly eyes and shift our focus on Him. When we shift our focus on Him, we get to see who He is and it immediately leads us into praise. God, you are so good. God, you are so mighty. God, you are so faithful. 
You are so wonderful. And it is one of the most important things we have learned this year, that there is nothing more important that we have to do each and every day than start off our day praising Him, meditating on Him. Start off your day like that. See how your conversations change throughout the day when you start off in praise of Him. David cries out saying, I can count my bones. He says, I am so beaten up, I can count my bones. But then quickly he says, I will proclaim your name among my brothers and sisters. And when we meditate on Him, our conversations are different. We stop asking how long, what's next, and where are we going. Instead, we are overcome with joy by who is in charge, how he has us, and the way he is leading us. Our conversations change. When we start off in praise, when we meditate on him, we praise him for who he is. As we are following him down this path, a path that no one saw, a path that no one knew was there, he began showing us that there are some things that needed to change. Starting right here in our heart, there are some things that needed to change. And I want to ask you, how are you doing at loving God and loving people? If the answer is not great, you have 2,928 days left in this decade to start. And I want you to, to start now. Start right now in your time with God. Start now in your time with others. Listen. Listen to God, what He wants to do through you. Listen to God, who He is, as He tells you who exactly He is. Listen to others. Get into relationship with them. Listen to how you can serve them. Listen to how you can love them. Take this challenge seriously to intake God's word in the next 112 days. Take this challenge seriously to journal as God speaks to you throughout this year. That way next year you can look back and say, look how the Lord has been faithful each and every day of this year. 2,928 days left. Start now. From our hearts, it goes into our homes. Are you being intentional, pouring into the ones that God has placed in your home? How are you doing at praising the Lord in your home? From our home, it goes into our neighborhoods. How are you doing reaching your neighbors? Just last week, Pastor talked about how you were put specifically in your neighborhood for a purpose, that the people around you are, are not just put there by coincidence, but God has placed you right where you are for a specific purpose. The people that are around you need to be reached and you were put there for a reason. How are you doing loving your neighbors? From our neighborhoods, it goes into our communities and from our communities, it goes into our valley and from our valley, it reaches the ends of the earth. This is what God is showing us and we are focusing on him as he is leading us. Family, it is becoming more clear each and every day, each and every step as we follow him. And I am so excited for the days to come. Perhaps today, if Jesus should not come back today, right now, we want to be obedient and trusting him tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after. We want to trust him and do good. 725 days in. Friends, we have 2,928 days left in this decade. Are we going to trust him and do good? What spiritual steps do you need to take? Are you where you thought you would be? What's holding you back? What are you wrestling with? What is the thing that you need to give to God and say, Lord, I, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what that next uh, step is even. I don't know where you are taking me, but 
I will trust you. I will step out in faith. I will trust you and do good. If you're still wrestling in the same place, what's holding you back today? Family, we have been gathering for over four months now, going uh, through until unity every single week, praying and seeking the Lord's will as a community of believers. And I want to personally invite you as we start back up in 2022, January 4th, would you join us Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. as we seek the Lord and what he wants to do. We ended this past Tuesday praising God for who he is and how faithful he has been over this year for everything that he has been showing us. And we frame the night by asking this question, how have you seen the Lord work in your fill in the blank, in your heart, in your home, in your neighborhood, in your community, in this valley and to the ends of the earth? How have you seen the Lord at work? Would you do an inventory as you look back over this year how have you seen the Lord uh, move in your heart? How have you seen the Lord move in your family, in your home? And we ended our time together on Tuesday singing together. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. When we focus on him, everything gets smaller. We stop asking how long. We stop asking where are we going. We stop asking what's next. And we start to be overcome with joy of who is in charge, how he has us, and where he is leading us. Friends, I am excited for the days ahead as he is leading us. And so here's what I want to do. Let's have that conversation right now in your home. The church is meeting in your home. How have you seen the Lord work in your fill in the blank, in your heart, in your home, in your neighborhood? How have you seen him move in your community, in this valley, to the ends of the earth? Let's have that conversation right now. Heavenly Father, God, we praise you for who you are. You are mighty. You are strong. There is none like you. You are creator. All of heaven is proclaiming how good you are. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one who was, who is, and who is to come. You are worthy of all the praise. God, we thank you. 725 days into this decade, as you have prepared us before this time even started to trust you and to do good. God, we thank you for the way that you have, have spoke to us, the way that you have guided us each and every day. And Father, as we have 2,928 days left in this decade, we want to be faithful, to continue to trust you and do good. Father, teach us to number our days so that way we may gain a heart of wisdom so that we may be intentional each and every day as we see how short life is. God, I pray that our heart would just desire to love you with everything we have, with our heart, our soul, our mind, and to love others as we love ourselves. Father, I pray for the one right now who is holding on to something, that they would give it to you, that they would say, Lord, I trust you. I don't see what the next step is. I don't see what the, the, the final end game will be but I believe in you. I want to take a step of faith right now. And maybe that's the one right now who has never said yes to you. I pray that they would invite you into their heart for the very first time. 
receiving the greatest gift that we have ever been given, the gift of eternal life through your one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Father, we love you. We thank you for who you are. We praise you for how good you are. We thank you for being patient with us, for extending mercy and grace when we don't earn it and when we don't deserve it. God, thank you. We love you so very much. May the rest of our days, should Jesus not come back, may we be found faithful. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.